Real quick, dads, if you're crushing your workouts and dad duties, give a shout out, man. Tag your dad squad, share this. Let's inspire more dads to become dad fit. I'm your host, Barrett Nobel, here with my buddy, Ryan Linegar. Ryan, how you doing, man? Hey, Barrett, it's good to see you. I appreciate you having me on today. It means a lot. Oh, uh, yeah, no, I <laughs> I appreciate you being willing to come on and talk to some random dude you met on the internet, so. <laughs> hey, um, no, I'm, I'm, I've followed you for a while on Twitter or X, and um see the things that you're doing with your dad fit podcast and uh, the dad fit community. And um, hopefully I can offer a little bit of um, knowledge, but um, just it's, I think it's a kind of an untapped uh, market maybe that um, is something that uh, could really see some positive uh, results with um, other young fathers or fathers in general um and fitness and exercise and um maybe someone that is um experiencing some sort of life challenge and you have someone to talk to and um possibly gain some insight from uh someone else maybe i i don't know but yeah i think it's really an untapped market this is this is really incredible I appreciate that, man. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest driving factors. I mean, we just talked about it briefly, but I just need male camaraderie in my life, and and there's a severe lack of that in any of the gentlemen's that I speak to. Their lives, uh, real life, digital, doesn't matter. There's just such a isolation with people, and I, I blame a lot of it on social media, which is ironic because um, we're all just so tap 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 all the time whenever we're with social situations and everything but i think if we spend a little more conscious effort as men to lead the way for the family then things are going to start turning around that's my uh that's my whole goal with it anyways and it's a little selfish because i just want to hang out with cool people (laughs) and do hard things so anyways tell us a little bit about your background yeah just briefly, the, the way I, I see that is um, kind of getting like um, virtual teammates behind you or on your side and um, yeah. having someone just kind of give you that little maybe push or bump that you might be needing that day. Um, I know I, I see that quite often on X, uh, people doing uh, amazing things with um, their exercising or diet or something along those lines. And um, I may not be feeling it right then, but when I see someone doing something they didn't feel like doing previously, <laughs> and also when you kind of develop that special bond or relationship with it, um, really kind of gets me in that gear of, man, I, these are my virtual teammates and I really need to um, hold my end of the bargain. Um, if they're doing it, I got to do, be there for them. Anyway, I'm rambling, but um, yeah, the, anyway yeah that camaraderie is very important for me yeah yeah that's that's my favorite part of it and i was surprised because i've been fairly anti-social media my whole life and i, I finally took the plunge and used my real name started doing everything just i like i like to jump into things that make me uncomfortable and so this podcast was an example of it um I, I just like to uh, experience being comfortable with being uncomfortable. So uh, social media was definitely one of that. And it's, it's actually pretty good. I'm, <laughs> I'm pleasantly surprised Twitter specifically, the rest of them are a little meh. They don't do much for me, but there's actually exactly what you're saying. The teammates, you, you keep seeing your name pop up with your workout today. And like, Oh man, Ryan's killing it today. So 
that's gonna that's gonna motivate and inspire a lot of other people to maybe I will go work out because I see Ryan did it. I don't have any excuses. I'm just sitting here on the couch, so I'll get my ass up and go too. So there's a, a lot of benefits to seeing friends and teammates, as you say, pop up like that, and the interactivity as well. That's the biggest benefit from my point of view, and that's another reason I don't necessarily care so much about other socials is because the interaction with people on Twitter is it feels genuine. I, I think it is genuine and people actually care despite being strangers, but eventually they're not strangers anymore and it's it's enjoyable. I, I think being able to kind of um create your own type of feed line or feed um really is a huge benefit for why I'm on is be, um, if people are posting nonsense stuff, I, it's so easy to mute or block and you can just kind of filter through that. Um, and eventually uh, it gets less and less and you just start seeing things that you're really um, dialed in on or uh, what you really enjoy or what your mission or goal is to. And um, anyway, yeah. So, Ryan, tell us a bit about your background, man. I mean, your name is Obese to Fit, so you got a, you got a good story there. <laughs> well, yes and no, but um, uh, I did gain quite a bit of weight. Um, uh, so I'll start back when I first got sick uh, in 2012. And um, I had a daughter that was two and my wife was pregnant with our son. And I was at work one day and one of my employees came up to me and said I had, um, I was slurring my speech and my face was drooping. And at that time, we didn't really know what was going on and my father-in-law came and picked me up at work and took me to the hospital. And within a couple hours, um, I was laying on the hospital bed. I couldn't move, uh, I couldn't talk, and we didn't know what was going on, and the doctors say this is not a stroke, because I think that's kind of what we were leaning towards when everything was happening at the time. Yeah. But it's a condition, um, a condition called Guillain-Barre syndrome, and it's an immune um, nervous uh, system condition and basically your your blood cell your good blood cells are attacking your good blood cells are kind of combating each other and the bad blood cell the black bad blood is also attacking the good so it compromises your um, nervous system pretty rapidly and so um, I was in the hospital for about a week and then um, I did physical therapy and occupational therapy for about six or eight months trying to walk and talk and um, work on my motor skills and I'm leading into um, the next topic so I apologize for the the delay but um, what happened was um, after uh, the physical therapy, I was going back to a follow-up appointment um, through the course of every three to six months. And on one of my follow-ups, it was about three years after um, the Guillain-Barre, um, my um, doctor noticed a tremor in my right hand. And um, so we did some testing and um, to rule out other uh, certain conditions and the thing that was always coming back was the Parkinson's. So they ran a, what's called a DAT scan, which is where they shoot dye into your system. And that's to rule out other conditions, but not rule out Parkinson's. And eventually after further testing, they went ahead, um, they diagnosed me with Parkinson's. And um, so uh, 
after that, uh, depression set in, um, anxiety set in, uh, I was on a plethora of medications, um, all these medications were interacting with each other and really caused some instability in my mind and mental um, health. And, um, short <sighs> um shortly after that I attempted suicide <laughs> shortly after that I attempted suicide and um so at this time I have uh, my son's born, so he's five, and my daughter's seven. And um, I was admitted to a psychiatric hospital, and they kept me on watch. And um, so I was there for a period of time. And in that period of time, um, it allowed me to interact with others who were going through situations that had uh, you figure out. Um, their stories, hear their stories through all the different programs I have going on throughout this period of when you're in the psychiatric unit. Yeah. And um, so then I get out of there and I, um, the Parkinson's is progressing and I have brain surgery. So I had five surgeries. Excuse me. Are you able to edit out some of this? So, um, or is it okay? Yeah, if you want me to. Can I get a Kleenex real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I apologize. You're fine, man. So shortly after I got out of there, I, um, in 2019, I um, was a candidate to have uh, deep brain stimulation, which is um, basically a battery pack that's put in my chest here. And there's a wire that goes up behind my head. And I have two stimulators, one here and then one over here. And what that does is this sends a current to my brain of, um, it's to help with my tremors and the Parkinson's. So DBS is deep brain stimulation. And some people are candidates for it. And unfortunately, some people are not. Um, it has helped me tremendously with my tremors. And um, I'm grateful for that. But it was a, a series. So um, it was right before COVID hit. I was probably one of the last people to have the surgery that year. Um, it was in March. So the first one, the first two were in November of 2019. And then in March, 2020 is when they did the other three surgeries. And, um, it's not like major surgeries, but you're the, the really weird thing was, is you're not asleep while they're doing this. So they have you opened up on the table and they're asking you questions because they're, they're testing you. They're, they're testing your motor skills, um, your speaking ability. If you're com comprehending what um, the doctors are asking you, the different questions and um, do, you, do you know where you're at type questions or, uh, or do you know why you're here type things. So anyway, so I was in recovery from that for just a short period of time. And then um, now every every three to six months, I'll go and get my battery checked. Um, if we need to dial this last week, I had an appointment. They dialed up the frequency just a little bit because my tremors, I notice, are starting to progress a little bit. Uh, my balance is starting to be compromised a little bit more than um, what I want. But um, anyway, but the uh, to get back to your original question probably 10 minutes ago was obese to fit with Parkinson's. So, um, after the surgery, I gained a lot of weight, uh, 
I'll say 70 pounds. I was probably two um, right around 200, and I got up to about 270. And it was in a relatively short amount of time. But um, the I don't know why I picked this date to start exercising, but it was uh, December 1st of 2021. Um, that was when I was my heaviest. I couldn't drive at the time because I was having blackouts and um, the doctors didn't want me driving, which was great. And um, so I just got up out of the chair and I just started, I went outside and um, walked around the block and that's kind of how it started. And then I had a few dumbbells here. Um, so um, for the first six months, I couldn't drive when I first started exercising again. Um, uh, that would have been April 2022. And then once I started to drive again, I could um, go to a gym. So I got a gym membership. Um, and then I started going about twice a week. Um, not really knowing what I should be doing. I used to lift quite a bit in high school. Yeah. But um, now with the this illness and new conditions that have been presented uh, with my body. I, I wasn't sure what the right way to go. So I was just doing a, a total body. It's kind of like a circuit of just go from one machine to the next, maybe do one to two sets yeah. and then come back another few days later and try to do it again. And then it's just been a slow progression um, with the exercise and Lifting now, I'm, I've kind of I've really dialed it in. Instead of doing a total fitness or total body circuit, I've, I've kind of broken it down into um, the push pull legs uh, mantra and trying to uh, work that. I started that just recently in, in July of this year, wow. so I'm about four months into it. Um, didn't know anything really about macros or um, uh, what I what I should be eating I, I was more of a calorie focused uh, decreasing my calories in order to lose the weight instead of focusing on the actual proteins carbs and fats yeah. um, I didn't know anything about progressive muscle overload I learned about that um, Probably, I think it was December of this uh, 2022. Um, so just little snippets of things I've been learning. I've been trying to slowly incorporate into my daily life um, or yeah. my exercise routine. So anyway, yeah. First of all, man, I, I appreciate you uh, being vulnerable enough to share that story with us. It's certainly... Uh, a lot of emotions, as you can tell. Um, I can't even imagine. Um, I I can relate because I've been to the point of suicide um, a few years ago. It was now, um, like in the deepest deeps of my alcoholism. Um, so I'm glad we made it through. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, but we have a lot to be grateful for. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as fathers, there's a there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think the emotional part isn't necessarily the illness, but um, the amount of people and time and hours that other people have put into prayer or just a message saying we're thinking about you or um, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a good job. It's those people that didn't give up on you. And now I kind of feel, bless you, I kind of feel obligated to, uh, I'm trying to return that favor. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's a lot of people are involved. Um, kids, wife, family, friends, church, 
um, just people I don't know. People on um, social media have reached out, and um, I'm just grateful for that, this opportunity to be able to share um, what I've gone through, maybe someone else has gone through, what you've gone through. You're able to share that. And I think you have to get to a point to where you feel like it's necessary to share now. Um, there comes a time where uh, this is happening with me. Uh, it might be happening to someone else and they're not ready to talk about it. And maybe I can help spur them to when they're ready. Not necessarily right now, but you have to be ready to do it. So, anyway, yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly it. Is That's one reason that I share my message about alcoholism. And I haven't really talked about the suicide stuff much, but it, it'll probably pop up more often now because it's it was just a comfort thing for me. And exactly what you were saying, I wasn't necessarily comfortable talking about it as much. Um, it's, it's not something people are proud of, so why would I want to like necessarily discuss it openly? But I think there is a lot of power in exactly what you said of giving someone else not the right, but the comfort and seeing how they're not the only ones and we're all sort of struggling um, with with those kind of actions and thoughts and it's it's nice to know you're not alone and i think that's one of the biggest takeaways from it and like i said i really really appreciate you uh having the courage because it's it takes courage to be able to talk about it anyway even with yourself it, i think that's the the biggest leap is acceptance internally like all right this is where it's at this is where i'm at mentally and then i can not offload it for lack of a better word but i can someone else will help share the burden with me and that's there's a huge sense of relief on that and i didn't know you beforehand but i can i can tell even just our interactions here today right now there was like you physically had a, a posture shift and like a, a sense of relief almost again for lack of a better word but there's something therapeutic and meditative and releasing to let it go like that and with the thought of this is probably going to help someone else and the loneliness getting rid of someone else's loneliness is so worth it and i just want to say thank you for that cause... oh man i'm i'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to to talk about it um uh, you know when i was at the psychiatric facility um my daughter was in girl scouts and of course daughter the father daughter dance was during that time when i was there so I missed it and that'll stick with me from forever um, it was an opportunity to spend a night with my daughter out with her her friends from Girl Scouts um, an opportunity to talk with other dads and um, so you can't dwell on it but it's something uh, I won't forget ever um, it was a big moment for my daughter uh, she you try to be there for your kids, definitely in their big moments, and I missed the opportunity. Yeah, I can't change that. I wish I could, but I can't. So, um, anyway, it's just, it just sucks. <laughs> it does. It sucks when you miss one of your kids' big events. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. the The good thing is that there will be another one. So. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. She will love it. <laughs> yeah, you just look forward, um, and you can't, like I said, you can't dwell on it, but it's always there, and 
So let's go okay. back to, uh, you said December 1st, I think is what you said. That was the day you, uh, you got off the couch, opened the door, went for a walk. What, what was uh, so special about that day for you? Why not December or whatever the day before that is? <laughs> November. Yeah. Um, it was December 1st, 2021. And um, I think I had done a picture of myself in the mirror. Just I just took one and my it was it was disgusting uh, looking back on it. But at the same time, I'm I'm thankful to be able to see what I looked like then and to see the progress of where I am now. I shouldn't have ever got to that point, but um, I could list excuses all day long as to why I did do it, but um, doesn't do any good. Um, <laughs> it doesn't. I, I was there, happened, and now I'm, I know where I'm, I want to go and what, I'm, what my mission is, is to stay healthy and um, be there for my kids and my wife and um, don't miss events. Uh, like I have in the past and um, yeah so that day I, I just got up and I, I went and walked two blocks uh, each block is a half a mile here in our subdivision so I just walked two blocks came back and um, did again the next day and it just kind of slowly evolved into or morphed into something that I never would have expected to happen but it has and um, yeah it's been incredible since then. I uh, learned a lot of valuable um, information with in terms of diet, nutrition, um, health. Uh, kids see it, so I, I try to be a, a, an example for them. Yeah, um, yeah that, that's really it, especially being a father now. Um, my my personal fitness career, I guess, for lack of a better word, it, when I was younger was just entirely selfish. Just, I just wanted to, uh, I was pretty vain. I guess I still carry some of that with me, but it was just, I have a much deeper sense of satisfaction now knowing that I can uh, just be healthy for my children now. And I'm, I'm the dad who gets to run around with them at the park or chase mm -hmm. them down or be able to pick them up still. I, I, my body's still physically capable of doing that. And I certainly try not to take that for granted. And I hope that I instill that sense of accomplishment and satisfaction in my daughters as well, because it's, it's difficult, <laughs> especially when the, the rest of the world is saying, don't, don't worry about it. Just, uh, be who you are and there's nothing inherently wrong with the message but I think it's taken a bit of a it's overstepped its bounds a little bit in my opinion and uh, that's that's a different topic I suppose but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um, that's awesome that it was I mean we see it on Twitter all the time it's always you versus you man and you inspired yourself essentially you finally got to your breaking point and that's really when the major changes happen and you're a perfect example of it and that's that's such a inspiring message for people who might be hopeless like oh, i can't do anything yes you can you just have to get to that point where you are ready and you found it on december 1st real quick dads if you're crushing your workouts and dad duties give a shout out man tag your dad squad share this let's inspire more dads to become dad fit yeah and uh, uh, there's so many other things that have um have you know uh emotionally i mean i'm an emotional guy i mean as you can see <laughs> but um we all are man <laughs> when we it's a lot of the time it's when i think about that day in from 2012 when i got the guillain when i got my parkinson's diagnosis I, I put that way in the back of my head i don't think about it 
But when I do think about it, and I talk about it, the emotion, like I said, is the amount of people that are involved that have offered their time, um, their sentiment, and just cared. Uh, just, I'm grateful for that. And um, I'll always be grateful for everyone that has helped me get to where I am now. And like I said before, it's just, I'm trying to do this for them as well as me, but for them and yeah. show them that their prayers didn't go unanswered and um, that they meant something to me. So, yeah, yeah. it's... No, and I they, I definitely feel like that they know that. And I, I wanted to bring it up, actually, when you mentioned it earlier, is that my hopes is that you don't unnecessarily burden yourself with trying to pay those people back, as you, you put it, because that's the beauty of gifts is they are unselfish and we just want you to be successful and to grow and to be the best version of you that you can be. And if they're true gifts, there's no expectation of reciprocity. So I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to specifically call you out on that and don't. Oh no, I, I, I completely understand that. I just, I just, they know I'm thankful and grateful for everything that they've done, but, um, and I'm, I'm not trying to appease them or uh, do this for them. It's essentially for me, yeah. but, um, I just want them to know that I'm, I'm thankful for it. And I, I don't lose sleep over <laughs> that or anything. Um, they know, they know how I feel about everyone that's been in part of this, uh, over the course of the last 11 years now. Yeah. Um, the ones that have stood by my side day in and day out. I mean, I've, there's people that have come and gone. Um, there's people that have been there for me every day. Um, the people that have come and gone, I'm grateful for that time that I was able to share with them uh, during that specific period of time. Yeah. Um, it's just life progresses or moves forward. Um, and it's nothing against anybody. It's I'm not judgmental towards anybody. It's just, that's just the nature of the flow of how things happen sometimes. And, uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Ryan, how would you say a typical day is for you, man? What are you, what are you doing over there? So, um, tip, so I like going to exercise early in the morning. Um, yeah. and that's usually between two and 3 AM. Um, usually up by then. Um, I, there's a reason also that I go there is during the day there's, I'm, I, what people wear to the gym is their prerogative, <laughs> but sometimes it, uh, some things are distractions and I'm trying to stay out of the distraction part of it. And, uh, I have uh, a goal in, in mind for that day of what I want to get done. And I don't want to be seeing someone wearing the low cut or the high short type th that's not for me yeah my thing is to get there um maybe 25 years ago it probably would have been something <laughs> i'd have gone during the day and uh enjoyed that but at this point of my life i just i don't need that distraction i have there's other things that have my mind um yeah that are need more attention than something like that. So, um, early morning workouts work best for me. I can get it done before the kids, uh, get up. And then when the kids get up from, for school, um, that's usually about five o'clock. That's usually when I do my sit-ups, push-ups and prayer in the morning. And, um, and then once they get on the bus, uh, that's usually when I go for my walks or my runs or slash, uh, walk slash run jog walk whatever it's called 
and then um, then during the day um, I, I tried to do uh, the household things because I don't work so um, I do just daily household chores yeah um, I'll do the mowing um, I help a neighbor out with her mowing she's older so I can help her nice. with that um, gets me outside and um, then uh, usually I, I cook my own meals so um, I don't necessarily meal prep once a week. I, I usually do it daily, but I kind of know have a routine of what I'm going to have different days of the week. Yeah. Um, and then when the kids get home from school, we, we get their stuff going with whether it's baseball or um, band or um, kid things. <laughs> they have a lot. So uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. So um, and then my wife gets home from work usually four or five o'clock in the evening and then we'll have dinner and just kind of chill out and then usually in bed by nine o'clock I try to be in bed by um, Parkinson's it's sometimes at night it's a little more difficult to get a, a good night's rest so um, usually if I wake up uh, I, that's usually when I'll, I'll go in and I usually have my best workouts when I'm I, I don't have the best sleep which is probably not the best thing to do but um it seems like my workouts are more dialed in um i'm up and if i'm not sleeping i need to be fully engaged on this right now of exercising so they'll have music blaring in the place i don't wear earphones i don't i don't even hear the music while i'm there i mean i'm not i'm there for a reason i don't even i don't anyway it I don't know. I just, I don't hear the music. It's just get to one station, then go to the next, do my exercises, get the next thing. And then it's just, and then I'm usually home within an hour. It takes about 10, 10 to 15 minutes to get there. Work out for about 40 to 50 minutes and then 15 minutes back, so about an hour and a half. And then, um, usually kids will be up within the hour of when I get home. And then, um, yeah, that's when I'll, once they get up, that's when I'll do my prayer. Um, I incorporate, start incorporating that in with my push-ups and sit-ups. And it's been really um, fulfilling for me. Yeah. So, How have you liked the uh, push-pull legs routine so far? You said you've been doing Yeah, um, so it was, I'm glad I'm doing the different muscle groups now as opposed to doing all of them in a total body type circuit. Yeah. I think dedicating muscle groups to certain days and um, having a, an off day and then doing the push pull legs again yeah. has been um, very rewarding and I've, I think I'm, I've reaped a lot of benefit from it. Um, the increase in strength has gone up substantially since I started and it's only been four months and a lot of people say newbie gains which is fine. Um, but I, I see the strength um, from where I was um, even a year ago till now has um, just been wonderful. Um, I'm not the strongest guy. Uh, I don't intend to be the strongest guy. <laughs> but as long as I'm, like I said, I learned that term progressive muscle overload. So if I can just keep stacking on that a little bit each week. Yeah. And moving the needle just just a little bit, uh, I'm good with that. That's that's a win in my book. So um, doing that progressive muscle overloading has uh, helped tremendously. And like I said, having those specific muscle groups for that day, I think, has been very beneficial as well. And plus, in between the days, you're getting rest for those muscle groups while you're still able to train yeah. a, a different muscle group. So. Yeah, it, it's been uh, very rewarding. I'm, I'm excited to see where I'm at in six months or 12 months from now. Nice. Um, just to see the progress. And um, yeah, I've also had to adjust some of the exercises with my balance. Um, uh, starting to give me some issues. Uh, I don't do, I was started, I had started to do the deadlifts and the squats on the, um, the machine whenever it's free free weight 
Mm. Um, I don't do those anymore. Um, it's uh, my goal is to live to the next day uh, or make it to the next day in terms of training. So uh, machine, I do all machines now. Uh, there's no free weights. The only fr I'll do some dumbbell free weights, but I'm either standing. Uh, or I mean, I'm usually sitting or on an incline um, with a seat. Uh, I'm I'm not standing and holding anything. It's always seated or just because of the balance factor. So yeah, yeah, it could um, uh, give you that good foundation. Yes, sir. Would you say that uh, diets played a pretty big factor in with your weight loss? I mean, from yeah, um, I would say it has, but. I'm curious if uh, you. Think I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Oh, I was gonna say from uh, from a coaching's perspective, I would hope that it has, but I just I was just curious what you thought about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Once I started kind of dialing in on the macro aspect of it, um, I've talked to several online also about um, where I should be at in terms of body weight, and um, so yeah, the protein um i'm usually over two i'll average 215 a week maybe or each day over the week um 200 for carbs and maybe 115 120 ballpark for fat and fat probably needs to come down a little bit most of that's from eggs though so i don't i don't put too much into that so it's not like sugary <laughs> stuff that i was eating prior now it's more it's meat, eggs. Um, I do a little dairy, not much. Some little cheese here and there, but um, I I don't do any fast food. Um, I've stayed away from that. And uh, even as a family, we've gotten out of the really the fast food dynamic. We were so, I mean, it was it was out of control. Uh, <laughs> and shame on me for letting that happen but um i didn't know better I, I did but at the same time i wasn't doing anything about it and um now that i'm you know starting to get more knowledge every day about different things and um focusing on the macros uh, every day i have that in my little list of things that i tweet is macro focused and um yeah it's uh just staying on track with protein, carbs, and fats, and not letting anything get out of control like it what used to be. Um, sodas, I, d I don't drink soda. Uh, uh, carbon, I don't drink really any carbonate. It's usually water or coffee, and that's about it. So, What, uh, what do you use to track your macros? Well, I use MyFitnessPal, and I, I know there's a lot of people out there that use a lot of different tools. Yeah. This happened to be one that I saw. There was a, a guy on YouTube that I started following, um, and he used it. And I didn't know really anything about it. And he was explaining why you do this, why you use this particular. He was using my fitness pal, but any fitness tracker, why you track your proteins, carbs, and fats. And yeah. so that's. It was the first one I saw online on a YouTube video, and so I downloaded it, got the free version, and um, have been very faithful in logging everything that I, I'm eating. If I snack on a couple chips, I put it in there. I know that some people may say, nah, it's just a couple chips, but it adds up. And it, uh, yes. after a while, it, you know, 400 calories could be increase throughout the week if you don't track it so if, if i'm not tracking it then uh anyway i i'm particular about it i don't i don't over focus on hyper focus on it or whatever but yeah. uh, i just i just want to have a mental and physical note of it happening so yeah, I don't yeah know. I'm, I'm the same way when i'm when i'm actually tracking stuff it's it's very disciplined in detail, and I'll track a, a spoonful of olive oil if I'm going to put it in there. So it's mm -hmm. exactly what it is. It, it adds up over time, and if if you're not tracking it, you can't change it. And if yeah. you want to change things, you gotta you gotta track it. It's like the yeah reciprocity right. of it. So it's great. Yeah, yeah. I've used I used to use my fitness pal. That was one of the first ones I used as well. 
I haven't done it in a few years, but I remember Under Armour bought my fitness pal. I think that was around yep. the, the last time that I used it, but they're all fairly similar as far as what they're offering and tracking. I do remember liking that you could scan barcodes with my fitness pal. Not that I bought many things that I needed to scan the barcode for, but when it was there, it was like, oh, this is awesome. You just beep. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a great feature. I think they moved that to their paid version now, unfortunately. But um, <laughs> it's because it's but <laughs> the um, having it there. I mean, it's not exact, but you it really gives you a good ballpark figure, I guess. Uh, I don't I don't measure food out in grams. I, I guesstimate. I, I'll measure some like chick if it's bunch of chicken breasts I'll, I'll measure out a pound or whatever but i'm not gonna measure out eight tablespoons of salsa <laughs> you know i mean yeah. that it's a variable of 30 calories maybe <laughs> and it's not anyway and i just i know i just said it chip, a few chips here and there adds up and the salsa i think the salsa passes through pretty quickly and um you don't I don't think you hold on to it as long as maybe potato chips. I, I don't know. I, I'm not registered or a, <laughs> a trained technician or dietitian or anything. So, no. but I, I don't measure it down so much where I, anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's honestly, it's unnecessary. And that when people get to that level, they're either a going to be, discouraged really quickly and just stop or they're like professional bodybuilders where it's a requirement that's what i was going to say <laughs> if you're professional trying to hit a certain target or mark yeah. i i understand why you would measure it me i'm not a professional anything so i'm not gonna i just need that ballpark figure basically yeah. So if I'm trying to hit 2700 and I hit 2786 the next day if I whatever I put in if it's 2600 and I was going for it's a it's a wash. Yeah. But if if I'm trying to dial in gram for gram as a, a professional would do um I I understand that aspect of it but I'm not a professional for anything. So yeah, as long as uh, as long as your trend line is the direction you're looking for, I'd say you're doing perfect. Yeah, I think you can see it in the mirror when um, you're standing there. So if you have a whole bag of potato chips and you're not you're not marking it, <laughs> yeah, I hit my twenty seven hundred, but I didn't count the <laughs> six pack of whatever and the bag of Doritos or whatever chip you like or whatever it is. I don't know, eight pieces of cake or I don't know. <laughs> Anything like that. Ryan, who would you say your heroes are, man? So, man, I have one One comes to mind is my grandpa. He's a World War II vet, and um, I looked up to him so much. He, he was shot down in World War II over in France. Wow. And um, when he came back, he was missing in action, and actually my grandmother received a letter that he was missing and I, I think killed in action, but um, eventually what had happened was he had shot down in France and as the Germans were coming through, a French family had taken him in and were helping him hide until um, he could get into um, the Allies wow. area where he could fly back to the States. So my grandma didn't know really anything what was going on. She received the letter, but anyway, so my grandpa when he got back from World War II, he farmed. And, um, man, I tell you what, I, I remember vivid just sitting there at the at the table and seeing his, his arms were like, they were like cannons. I mean, he was so, his forearms were like Popeye, and then his arms were like something out of, a, it seemed like out of a magazine, but... Um, he was he was always busy with the farm, uh, either cultivating, disking, um, picking, harvesting. Cat, he had cattle, beef cattle. Um, just yeah, he was he he's my hero for sure. Um, there's a there's another there's a couple other people too that uh, mean a tremendous amount to me too. I have a cousin Stephanie. Um, yeah. 
So. Yeah, your grandpa sounds like a champ. That's. Yeah, he he was he was he was just incredible. Really cared about his family. Yeah. And um, always made sure their kids. They had five, so I have five, had five aunts and uncles, and then their spouses, the ten, and then all the grandkids. So you know, it was your holiday where everyone was at their house and we didn't know anything different. And I wish the times were like that still, um, they've passed since, but, um, I, this generation now just, we don't have that togetherness. It seems like as much anymore. And I miss that. <laughs> I miss, I do. I mean, we had 15, 20 cousins, you know, we're all playing wiffle ball or whatever outside and, or down in their basement, we we play wiffle ball, break a few light bulbs here and there. Um, I mean, everyone would sit upstairs at their house for dinner and dessert or whatever, and it was, I mean, it was just, it was that time frame of people from the Great Depression era till then. I mean, you just sat down and had a nice meal, and yeah. it was nice. I miss that. Um, yeah, yeah, I try anyway. to. I try to every day have uh, the family sit down, have a meal together. It's hit or miss. It happens more often than it doesn't, which I mean, that's as good as it can be for now. But um, yeah, it's, it's certainly something that was always strong within my family. As far as we all sat down, ate dinner together. Uh, we have, I have a much smaller family. So holidays weren't, we didn't have a full wiffle ball team, but <laughs> <laughs> It was crazy. We would have, anyway, it was, it was fun. I mean, all of us were relatively in the same age frame. We had two cousins, three cousins that were quite a bit older than the rest of us, but, um, it was just fun just being out there on their farm and, uh, being outside. And we had our bases always set up out there. (laughs) There's different trees, you know, for a base or, and the bases were always, it, it wasn't a true diamond. I mean, he had first base might've been a hundred feet and third base might've been 30 feet away from home plate, you know? So it was just a weird, but it worked for us. So yeah. it, it was a good time. Yeah. It was, it was special. So. Since you've uh, reignited your fitness journey, was there anything that you had to potentially relearn? Was there some like myths that you're like, Oh, I was completely wrong about that. Um, in, in terms of parenting or actually lifting itself or yeah, your fitness, uh, lifting, I guess. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, just like I mentioned before, um, in terms of free weights, um, I, 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 my balance has, um, it's, it's changed dramatically, even since I started two years ago. Um, and you just make adjustments as, uh, I just make adjustments as I see fit, uh, getting out of the, anything standing type exercise. I, um, am doing seated or if I can't do it, see, it's just the exercise I can't do anymore. And it's okay to make adjustments to the exercises. I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, like I said before, I'm, I'm trying to stay in the game until at least the next day. And then that day I'm trying to stay in until the next day. So I don't want to compromise, um, the gains that I've seen over the last year and a half for doing one exercise that could cost me quite a bit of time, uh, in, in the future. So, um, it's just being mindful of those things and accepting it, just accepting that my body's changed and it is what it is and uh do the best that i can do with it to my ability and that's um and with everyone on x or my family and friends uh the encouragement has been uh means a lot to me it's been very special to me uh it really keeps me going and um motivated and moving forward to um an, an, another chapter in my life, whatever that is. I, I don't know what it'll be, but um, my goal is to get to the next chapter and then um, start moving forward on that one too. So, yeah, that's, that's it, man. Day to day. That's, <laughs> can't really I think, work. I think the consistency is um, 
one thing that um, has helped a lot too. I mean, that's that's part of it too. And like I said, I don't work. It's it's easier for me to go during the day or night, and um, I, I'm I'm a house husband or a house dad. That's it is what it is, and um, and I understand it. But people with full time jobs, I, I respect so much in doing what they're doing, and uh, the exercise and fitness, and um, it. When I see people doing that, it. it Man, it adds an extra level, and then also with the parenting on top of that, it really adds an extra level. There's so many layers you could peel back on that, but um, yeah, yeah, it's it's just um, it just evolves a little bit over time as as things progress. Then I have to change my routine. It's it's just what it is. So yeah. uh, just accept, just have to accept that. So. Are there any major lessons that you're hoping to teach your kids through your commitment to fitness other than obviously your uh, consistency is king? But I, th I think um, so in the morning when I'm doing my push-ups and sit-ups when they're up and getting ready for work, they'll see me in the living room doing them. Um, they see me praying. They, it's kind of an unspoken rule that don't bother me type thing. Uh, while I'm praying and doing my push-ups and sit-ups, um, if they talk to me, fine. That's I don't have a problem with it. But it's they've kind of just assumed that while Dad's doing this, I'm not gonna interrupt his uh, time while whatever what he's doing. So yeah, um, they see that, and uh, my son plays baseball and is fairly athletic and. Um, my daughter reads and does band, but um, I think having them see that, man, dad's pretty consistent going to the gym and doing this in the morning and doing that, running, walking, whatever it is, um, I think it's helped because they stay consistent with practicing their band instruments and they, um, my son is, does the baseball or wants to play Nerf hoop uh, in his room or whatever. and. Yeah. Um, Anyway, it, it, I think it, I think maybe right now subconsciously they, they are seeing it. Hopefully consciously, uh, they'll, they'll understand while I'm, why I'm doing it. Um, and hope, hopefully it's, it's relevant to everything going on here at the house. So. Yeah, I think it is definitely. And it's similar <laughs> for me and my daughter. I know she doesn't choose to participate in any of the fitness stuff my wife and I do um, and I, I always invite her out for runs whenever I go she never goes but um, she sees that I do it and I always offer and it's the consistency is exactly what I'm trying to instill in her like you're saying I don't necessarily want to do it sure some days I do yeah but it doesn't really matter it's just you're never going to achieve something remarkable if you're not consistently putting in the work and putting in the effort. I think that's the the biggest thing I try to instill in them as well. Exactly what you're saying. If if they keep seeing you every morning, dad's out there doing his crunches and his push-ups, that that's going to rub off. It might not be fitness related, but just mental fortitude or anything. I don't know, but it's certainly going to rub off. Yeah, I think in some aspect of their life, like you said, it may not be exercise or fitness or anything, but hopefully whatever it is that they are wanting to do, it gives them some sort of drive for a consistency for whatever they're trying to achieve. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, I know, um, yeah, anyway. So. Does your wife work out with you? I know you go like at 2 a.m., which is pretty wild. <laughs> Yeah, she's sleeping then. So, um, yeah. but uh, she—I'm proud of her. She she's lost fifty pounds. So she oh. started doing um, exercising. It's on the weekends. It's usually in the morning here at the house. Uh, we have a, a, one of those balance ball. One of those—I uh, don't know what they're called—big rubber ball that you can balance yeah. on. She uses that. We got the mats and our dumbbells, uh, kettlebells. Um, and then bands. So I was looking over, I 
was looking at the corner of my what we had over there. The I was trying to remember everything, but she she does very well with her routines, and I'm proud of her for doing what she's doing. It's not easy. She, I mean, full time job, mom. She wants to cook when she gets home, which is wonderful. And um, some things I typically eat or sometimes aren't necessarily the things that they eat. But whatever she makes, I usually try to save. I kind of try to save calories or carbs. or what, If I know ahead of time what we're going to be having, I can kind of plan what I'm going to be eating during that day, maybe yeah. for that day. So. But yeah, she, she's been doing very well. She showed me this app. I, I don't even remember what it's called, but it has rings on her watch and she can connect rings with whatever fitness. I, I don't know what it is. I don't remember what it's called, but yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah, my wife's, it's been a bit of a struggle since the baby's been around. Um, she's 19 months now, but yeah, we used to we used to go to the gym together uh, pretty frequently once our oldest would head off to school then we'd hit the gym and then she'd head to work but since the baby's been here it's been a struggles i mean i mean you can see my background we have the the home gym set up down here but she <laughs> she hates the basement because there's so many spiders and like, <laughs> yeah. that's like that's probably why i like it so much i like dirty dank dungeon basement workouts <laughs> Yeah, we used to, I remember at high school, we used to go to my buddy's basement. It was, it was like a dungeon, man. You just walk down the stairs. There's barely, there's like one light with the little pull string that, that turns on the one bulb. And then we'd, we just bench and do biceps, tri whatever it was we were doing. And, uh, man, yeah, I love the, the, the dungeon slash <laughs> that type of, yeah, that's, yeah. Our high school was kind of like that too, where it was really dark and um, just old school equipment, and uh, you kind of felt that connection. Uh, I, I felt like with the weights more than we didn't really have machines at that time doing what we're doing now, but um, it's all free weights and you just I don't know. anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but yeah, I like I I like that setup though in the basement. I mean, it's it's sweet. Yeah, it's convenient. It illuminates a lot of uh, excuses. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I can't make it to the gym. Like, it's it's literally five feet away. You just go. Yeah. Just go. <laughs> uh, well, we've been going about an hour or so, man. I wanna wanna respect your time here, and I really appreciate you coming on. Like I said earlier, just the courage to be vulnerable and chat about it. I guarantee, although my audience isn't huge, I guarantee it's going to help somebody out there, man. And the more that I keep interviewing and chatting with cool people, the bigger the audience will grow. So someone sometime is eventually going to see and be inspired by you. I sure as shit am inspired by you. And that's the biggest reason that I reached out and connect with you. And uh, I don't know, you got your little emoji checklist every day and it's like I look for I look for Ryan's post and it's it's like it's just nice it's a I feel a sense of camaraderie with you even though we're so far away and only know each other digitally but I, again I just I'm, I'm grateful and happy that you decided to come on and have a chat with me man yeah I, I appreciate it it's, it's my first time doing something like this and um really speaking to an audience. Um, but, um, it's just an opportunity to share maybe some information, something, someone's I've, I've gone down the alcohol road. I've, I've mixed drugs, uh, you know, the suicide attempt, um, going through a, a challenging, um, diagnosis or something. Mm -hmm. Um, man, I, anyone out there, I'm here for you. You message me. I, I will pray for you. I will do anything I can to help you get over a little hurdle. If I can, if I, and even if I can't reach out to someone that you trust or do know, make that phone call 988. It's so important. If you have a problem, if you're going through something, it's, it's just, you matter, so.
just know that you matter. Nice. You got a big heart, man. I appreciate it. So do you. I appreciate you doing this. This is, a, like I said, this type of uh, community is, uh, I think, an untapped market. And I think what you're doing is wonderful. And I'm grateful for this opportunity. And I, I thank you so much, Barrett. Thanks, Ryan. I really do. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. And the show wouldn't exist without you. So, again. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Ryan. We'll be catching you on the Twitter. Um, I'll put your uh, link and stuff in the show notes. People will follow you. Like I said, you inspire me. You'll inspire others. Again, appreciate it, Ryan. Yeah, I appreciate it, Barrett. You have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too, brother. Thank you. Hey, have you found any value in any of these podcast episodes? First of all, I appreciate you for listening. And I would love to hear from you, to be honest with you. If you could leave a review, uh, some ratings, share with your friends, it'll all help build the dad fit community.